Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Hands-On Safety. We are so happy to be back with y'all again. Uh, the holidays are fast approaching, and I hope everyone um, is keeping safety in mind as they go out and do their shopping and, and prepare to do some traveling and visiting with family. On the road again. <laughs> <laughs> Megan's musical talents. <laughs> or lack thereof. Let her up, yeah. But yeah. I wouldn't be mean to say that, but that's what I was thinking. <laughs> but now that you've said it, we can agree. <laughs> yes, we can agree. We can agree wholeheartedly. Yes, feel free to, to agree. So yeah. as you can tell, with me today is George. Hey, everybody. And Megan. Hi, everybody. <laughs> And today um, we are going to talk about personal safety devices. And I, I have to admit, I have some mixed feelings about this subject. But George, oh. this is something that you talked about recently with the Lighthouse in San Francisco. How did that go? I think it went quite well. It was part of a three-part series. Uh, we summed it up with the, uh, um, I say, devices and instruments other than weapons, because not everything uh, you use is initially a weapon, but we do talk about weapons as well. Cool. Well, I normally carry a pocket knife with me at all times. And, you know, it's a fairly small, I think, three inch blade, maybe two and a half. So it's not a very big pocket knife. Um, and I don't carry it for the purposes of defending myself. But, you know, it's there if needed. I have to get another one, though. Mine got confiscated at the airport because I forgot <laughs> to take it out of my bag. <laughs> And I also have a tactical pin, and we can uh, talk okay. a little bit more about those. And, um, you know, that really kind of stays in my backpack, and I've never never really felt the need to take that out and, you know, keep it in my hand up to this point. But I do have one. And that's kind of a cool little tool with, with multiple options in it. So, Megan, what about you? Do you carry anything with you when you go out that you feel uh, makes you feel dog, a little more you know. <laughs> safe? Carry your dog. <laughs> no, not really. I mean, I have, like, my keys on me usually, so I mm -hmm. could technically use those as a weapon if I needed of some kind. Not, not really, but um, I've actually been looking into um, pocket knives and stuff like that recently i'm interested to know more about your tactical pin okay or pin or whatever it is leslie yeah because oh. that would be cool because i do have like a backpack or something on me usually a backpack mm -hmm. at all times but honestly i just have my i usually have my cane available to me if i need it too so yeah if i'm downtown sometimes and there's a sketchy individual around i will sometimes grab my cane out of my backpack gotcha uh, even though i have my dog yeah but otherwise not really okay i should <laughs> george do you carry anything with you yeah pocket knife yeah pocket knife okay yeah i've had actually i had when i got it, i misplaced it this summer uh which i'm highly upset about kind uh -oh. of um had it since uh, 2005 when i was a recruiter i bought it in, in colorado springs before i went recruiting to la I was going to LA and I need something to protect myself. And I'm not sure that would have even worked. Uh, but um, one of my favorite knives was a real great, I think it was a Kershaw uh, mm -hmm. knife, a uh, great knife to have. Took it with me in Iraq, misplaced it, found it again in my vehicle. Like, oh, it's yours, right? Yeah, it is. <laughs> so I've had it for a long time. <laughs> and I think I put it somewhere to be safe um, and I misplaced it somewhere. So usually it pops back up somewhere along the line. But I do have another knife uh, that I use. So, yeah. So uh, that's the only way. Yes. 
you're you're kind of highly upset that you lost it. <laughs> yeah, we're in the that way. <laughs> I don't feel- I don't get mad at, I don't get mad about, <laughs> mad about mad about much. Really, I don't. So just like ah, it's lost, it's lost. Nothing I can do about it. Right. I'm just teasing. I mean, being no, a no that's why so that's why i said it that way it's like yeah I, if i don't get it back i don't i'm hoping i will but if not i can survive <laughs> yeah <laughs> life goes on yeah I'm, I'm that person i used to get yelled at because i've never showed excitement about certain things mm. wasn't that just like you know um like hey nothing i can do about things <laughs> let's keep it moving you know so that's just my <laughs> philosophy about lots of stuff uh but yeah so it's one of my favorite knives um you know, and um, since I do teach Filipino martial arts, which involves using sticks, knives, swords, you know, empty hand, I do. I I respond a lot to uh, the use of of knives or people who are interested in using knives for self defense purposes. Mm-hmm. I was a little bit upset over losing mine just because I'd had it so long, and yeah. I was stupid enough to to forget to take it out of my bag before I went through security at the airport. You know, it's it's replaceable, so. Yeah. How do you get it? It's your security, like uh, you put it in your, bag. Put it in your <laughs> put it in checked box? luggage. You can put oh, it in your okay. checked luggage. Okay. Um, yeah. But you yep. just can't carry it on you on the right. plane. Right. So I usually put it in my suitcase, but I had just forgotten. Ninja assassin. <laughs> <laughs> so, Lucky, my question is: mm-hmm. What you said? You had some objections to some of um the discussion about the weapons and what was exactly did you have some uh, issues with? Um, so one is that, you know, anything you carry as a weapon can potentially be taken away from you and used against you. That's correct. Um, and my other objection is more specific to using your, your cane as a weapon. And I don't, right. um, you know, I have mixed feelings about that primarily because I don't like the idea of using my cane as a weapon and people getting the wrong impression, you know, uh, now, now I view this person with this cane as a person with a weapon. Um, but I also recognize that if I really needed to, I probably wouldn't hesitate to use it. So that's, that's mostly where my mixed feelings comes in, but, um, you know, definitely, uh, in the form of, you know, having something with you that, can be taken away from you and used against you. No, I totally get that. Um, with said anything can be used, you know, as as a weapon, and that's true. And I think you know, keep in mind, even with you know, even though you're you're not supposed to, I'm not sure if it's legal or just ethically, uh, supposed to use your white cane as a weapon. But if you have no other choice, where you are on the ground, someone has you in a corner, you know, they're threatening to probably harm to you, you have no other help available. Use whatever you can use to defend yourself. And that's just my, my, my concept. Now, if right. you're just like hitting people with your, with your cane just because they annoy you, all right, you just stop being a Karen, all right? No, you know, <laughs> it's not necessary, okay? Because right. that's not what it's for. But uh, that's what they think. Like for me, so I have um, a love-hate with firearms. I, I, when I was in Iraq, I hated carrying my firearm on base. We had to. We had to. Mm-hmm. Um, one, because it's a lot of responsibility. Sure. You know, if you misplace it, leave it in the wrong place, you know, keep, you know, checking if it's loaded, you know, unloaded and all that. So there's a lot of responsibility. Uh, some people just, you know, are very comfortable with it. They grew up with it. Growing up in New York City, uh, that was not a thing. Those who had those who had weapons were either criminals or cops. Mm-hmm. That was it. Uh, I didn't really I, don't th- I can't think of anyone I knew as a kid that had a gun in, in the city because it was illegal. And 
regardless, you know, people say, well, you know, that's why crime rate is high. Crime rate was high in the old West and everybody had a gun. So <laughs> that's, that, it's, that doesn't, you know, I don't get with that. At the same time, I do respect the right to own a gun because that is one of our constitutional rights to do so. Um, I'll be 2A, 2A every day, but I think some people should not have guns, mm-hmm. you know, because they can't even handle life, let alone a weapon. Right. Um, no, and the whole concept no one ever talks about, and I've never really heard talked about in the army, is what happens after you pull that trigger, you shoot someone, and they and you kill them. What's the outcome? And there's a psychological, um, not say condition, but you go through a psychological change. You know, there's always been, always always heard that, you know, the, the person you kill, if you see them, you get to see them close up. They live with you for the rest of your life. You have that memory in your mind. So I had a friend of mine. Um, went to Iraq uh, a couple of times and he would tell me he could still see the faces. No one ever talks about that. Like always pull a trigger and we're good to go. Uh, There's a lot more to that. Same thing with a knife. You pull a knife on somebody. uh, You mentally have to be trained, prepare yourself mentally to deal with the idea that you may have to take a life. And there's the psychological outcome of it for you. There's also the legal outcome uh, or situation that may uh, transpire because of it. So a lot of things that my talks about when it comes to using weapons. So um, a, a knife is, you know, easily concealable. Uh, you don't, you pull it out. You don't have to use it to, to kill anyone, actually, if you don't use it properly. So when I teach my classes, uh, I've showed some of my students how to hold it in a certain way that is more defensive than it is offensive. Mm-hmm. You come in towards me, you get slashed only because you came close enough. I use it to, blo- to, to stop you or block you. Um, right. But it just comes with training. So, yeah, so I, I can see there being some problems with certain things. If you don't have, and I mentioned in um, my presentation at the Lighthouse in uh, San Francisco, that um, proper training, having someone with some experience, um, having someone who's knowledgeable, uh, and spending time training makes a big difference. If you just go pick up a knife or, you know, hey, I'm, you know, I can see shadows, I can see silhouettes or whatever, and I can, I can see them enough to point and shoot at them. Still, you need you still need some training with a qualified individual. And definitely think that's a great idea. So you mentioned legal aspects of carrying a weapon. What can you do to find out, you know, what the laws are in your state as far as what you can carry and uh, what's allowed and what's not allowed? Now, there are a number of, of like, you know, legal sites, uh, lawyers that will have, provide information. Like I found a lot of information actually on YouTube. Uh, there was a, um, a law firm that's putting out, you know, basic small things that's going to promote their business, as well as provide common you know, information. Like, so California, um, at the castle law or a defense castle defense, where you can protect your home or protect those, uh, who need help as well as yourself, if necessary, you know, uh, here in Georgia, and I think Florida, you know, they had to stand your ground. I think they've, been, they've changed that, um, which was if someone attacks you or you're in a situation where you're in danger, you can choose to stay there and defend yourself. You don't have to leave the situation. Some places require that if you have all opportunity to leave the situation, do so. Mm-hmm. And if you stay there, well, that's kind of like your fault. So it, it's a warm and fuzzy because uh, right now we're dealing with a situation, uh, a Maude Arbery case here, where you know a young man was allegedly to have been jogging through a neighborhood. The three gentlemen, the two gentlemen stopped, another one recorded. Um, it shot the, shot him because the individual, one of the individuals came, approached him with a gun. And he, you know, tried to defend himself. And the argument is that, well, you know, they thought he was a, a thief or something like that. And they were protecting the neighborhood or whatever. And, you know, he grabbed my weapon. So I had to defend myself. Well, 
if you walk up to me with a weapon, I'm assuming you're trying to do me some harm. So I'm going to, so I'm on a defensive. That's a natural thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and people get it. You don't take it totally different. Well, he grabbed my weapon first. Well, you walked up to him with the weapon. <laughs> you're right. my cop. You're no one. Right. So who are you to have authority over somebody else? Because if I say you come with the weapon to me, I'm about to fight for my life. And that's, that's the way I would look at it. So, you know, in a situation like that, they didn't have to go to the web, go with him at all. They, didn't, they could have just called the cops and, you know, took pictures, videos or whatever. It's the last thing that could have been done. Um, but a little bit different than what we talk about. So I, I digress from that. Um, you know, it's but it's a, lot, but it's a lot of different things. So it's kind of hard just to say, hey, this is, you know, black and white. So trying to find out, you know, you should contact your, your state. I think most states have law libraries online. Uh, you can, you know, there's a number of uh, groups. I can check with uh, maybe a 2A group. They probably would have resources for that. I know in Georgia, I looked it up. I could open carry a knife that's like almost the size of a sword, <laughs> mm-hmm. as long as I have, as long as I have um, a license to carry. <laughs> right. And it's pretty cool. I walk around that, with a samurai sword all I want. That you is know, pretty cool. <laughs> stop me! Stop me! Oops! I got my license. You know, I'm not sure it was that long, but I forget. I didn't look at the. I can't remember what the parameters are for the size of the weapon, but not your average pocket knife. So, um, yeah. But most places, pocket knives under three inches or three and a quarter are usually mm-hmm. okay in many places, uh, and that's all you really need. You know, you try to carry a butcher knife, which you okay. Well, you got some issues. You need you need to see somebody about that. <laughs> yeah. Um, I know, you know, when I was researching our state laws on carrying um, a gun, whether it was open carry or concealed carry, I found a lot of information on the uh, Department of Public Safety. And I haven't mm-hmm. looked to see what they what they have to say about other uh, defensive devices, but um, that is certainly a source to check if you're looking in your state. So, Megan, you and I were talking earlier about uh, laws in Canada. What what kind of information do you have on that or did you find on that? So I'm not sure what it's like down there, um, 100% anyway, but um, mace and bear spray are not allowed here. If you get caught with it, you are you can get in some tr- big trouble, but yet they do sell it still. Mm-hmm. Knives are a pretty big thing here. Um, you can carry those, um, but all sorts of... Other things, what are those things that are like the metal knuckle things called? Oh, brass knuckles? Yeah, brass knuckles, those are illegal. So a lot of those things are illegal here. Um, You're you're better off to just probably carry a knife. And if you get caught, if you get caught with, you know, your bear spray or your mace or anything like that, you know, you're kind of risking yourself getting in trouble, but um, your safety is also very important as well, so... Uh, that's kind of just what the quick looking that I've been doing just in the last hour or so. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'm probably going to find me a pocket knife because <laughs> they're good to have. I think it's important to note that, you know, not every personal safety device has to be a weapon, a knife or a right. um, a gun or a brass knuckles or mace. It, you know, it can be things like uh, whistles or personal alarms or just devices to get people's attention to call for help for sure yeah and i was actually thinking about getting a whistle too because that would definitely get people's attention you know downtown if i needed it too right yeah there was a, a list of things i think uh left you'd seen the list that went out did you see it from the lighthouse i did but i don't remember i did read it uh when yeah. it came out but i don't yeah. remember what was on it 
Okay, well, because luckily you have the author of it right here. <laughs> I do. Um, <laughs> I know, right? So I, you know, I refer to devices and tools instead of like so just weapons. Like you just said, not everything is a weapon. Uh, so I, I put them in different categories. Um, like you have non-lethal, lethal, and I call it hidden safety tools. All right, so when I talk about non-lethal, I'm talking about like alert devices. So you talk about whistles or personal alarms that they do have. Uh, tasers or stun guns. Uh, aerosol, which is pretty much pepper spray. You have uh, bladed tools uh, for your lethal, blunt tools, firearms. And you have your hidden safety tools, which are things that you don't recognize, you would not recognize as a weapon. Uh, case in point, a flashlight. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not sure, you know, ever seen one of those um, large black flashlights uh, made by Dink Duracell or something like that. Oh, yeah, or, the big or, uh, mag lights. Mag, mag lights, right. Sorry, yeah. yeah. Mag lights. Those are huge, and they come in different sizes. <laughs> yes, they and are, secu- and they're secu- heavy. <laughs> they're heavy, and you hit somebody with that, they're out for the night. Mm-hmm. I mean, so you get, you get, you know, bright light, knocked out, no lights. I mean, however you want to take it. Um, they Also, they have tasers that look like that are flashlights, too. Oh, really? I haven't seen those. Yeah, so you have those as well. So, so I, I, I did my research for the um, for the discussion, the presentation. It's one thing um, I came across this uh, flashlight that you know it's it's you know it's a taser as well as a flashlight. So you kind of you know, temporarily blind the person. You know, get to, they get too close, they don't, they don't see you coming because you're about to tase them. You know, or <laughs> you know they don't assume it's a, a taser until they get too close, which is how you need to employ it. Right. You know, they have to be close for you, for you to work it on them. And so it's a great deceptive tool. So my hidden tools are mostly things that were deceptive in some form or fashion. Um, I even found out there is a, what was it? I think it was a combo situation. Uh, I can't remember exactly what it was, but I think it was a, a taser, uh, a, a safety, a personal safety alarm, and it went to your phone. <laughs> Oh, all wow. at one time, you know, <laughs> so oh it was a little, little pricey. I didn't really talk much about it. I know, you know, mm-hmm. some individuals that we deal with now, not always in a higher uh, economical stand, economic standing. Uh, things that were a little expensive, you know, a couple hundred dollars. So I'm like, that's not even practical for some people. So I didn't even come across it, but they come across it on their own from resources I gave them. That's, mm-hmm. that's even better. Um, but yeah, some things like multiple com- combo, um, the knife that I like, Actually, for lethal, it's um, it's called a push knife. Sometimes that's one mm-hmm. of the names of it, or um, or a push dagger. So think of something that's like a T, you know, and it has um, you know, oh, the right. blade a few inches. You put your finger, you know, your your pointer finger and your middle finger around it, and you can use that. The good thing about that, you can uh, put it on. It could be a tie to your belt. It's small. You don't have to open it. You know, take uh, open it up or anything like that. You have a good grip on it. Um, you can kind of punch with it as well as, you know, block and slash with it. So I think it's a really good one. Um, um, great to have on. If you have a book bag, you can put it there. And if you have the right size, it's not really noticeable. You kind of just pull it out. Mm-hmm. You have on there and you're good to go. Um, so that's something I'm looking into myself because I do like that one. I think that's a great one. You can attach the book bags and stuff and, uh, you know, depending what type of uh, sheath you have for it. There's another thing. The um, It's these rings that kind of look like uh, small uh, cat heads, you know, like little cat oh, ears on I them in a sense. Oh, I did see that. That was um, where they're they're sharp on one side. If you turn it a certain way and it's sharp. Yeah, yeah. So you got things like that. So you wear that as regular jewelry. You're walking around. Someone gets too close. You know, 
they get too close, you push them away, you, you put them in the right spot with that, you know, um, not a bad thing to do. Um, I think um, Megan would like this idea. That, so the tactical pins, they're usually a lot of times like uh, alloy steel, steel or uh, aircraft aluminum. Mm-hmm. Um, something you can actually write with. Yes, uh, the one I have yeah, is like that. They have a bevel edge on some of them, so it's kind of like um, a, a rook, not rook, um, a bishop. Yeah, like, like a bishop. Yeah, kind of, no, no, not bishop. Uh, no, actually, like a rook, like the rook on uh, oh, top okay. of a rook castle. You know, mm-hmm. uh, it's called a uh, para parts. Uh, yeah. You know, yeah, the edge in a sense. Have it on there, which actually adds more impact. Some of them also um, have lights on them. It varies, but it looks like a pen. It functions as a pen, but you know, you or uh, some of them may have like a sharp, sharp point on it. I uh, can do damage. So. Those are still practical, and people don't even notice uh, notice them. Like I said, it can be used as a pen. So technically, it is a pen, but it's a very durable pen. Right. So, so something that's good. The one that I have has has a point on one end, and you can actually unscrew that point. Uh, inside that is a little multi tool. It's a flathead screwdriver on one side. Okay. It's, uh, looks like um um some kind of opener it's got a little serrated edge back here if you needed to you know saw through something mm-hmm. um and that's on the very end and then on the other end is a flashlight and then it splits in half about halfway down and it's got a, an, a writing pen on the inside so the flashlight end okay. is the lid for the writing pen um so it's this one is aluminum i believe and um it's pretty lightweight you know it I just leave it in my backpack all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I said, I've, I've never really felt the need to get it out and carry it. Um, you know, if I did, I would probably just keep it in my palm and um, as I walked just in case, but um, haven't had to, haven't had to use that yet. So I'm pretty happy Kinda about be that. Cool to have something like that. Yeah. And I've seen others yeah. that are just, you know, just the point with an aluminum casing and it, it still looks like a pen, but it um, doesn't actually function as a pen. And that's the only thing it does. So you can get them as a basic or elaborate as you need. I do carry a pen in my backpack anyway, just in case I need to sign something. So. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You're such, you're such a rock star. So yeah, <laughs> I sign stuff all the time. Um, yeah, they actually have some that actually, yeah, they have some that are able to uh, break windows on cars. Mm-hmm. I think you know, this one would. I think this one will do that as yeah. well. It's, it's been a pretty those. hard point. Um, you made another good point about having it in your hand. So one thing is that, especially for, for people who are blind, it's uh, the element of surprise. Depending on your your level of vision uh, or lack thereof, you have individuals who you know they they'll see you may presume you know assume that you're an easy target, not knowing that you can probably beat the crap out of them. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you have something in your hand already, especially it looks something that's like, you know, uh, something looks harmless, like a pen or, you know, a tactical pen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You can do damage, you know, something right. like that. A flashlight, same thing. So the key is having in your hand, even if you have, you can use uh, pepper spray, uh, whether it's spray uh, stream or gel, there's different versions of it. Mm-hmm. Um, having it in your hand, if you're walking somewhere where you're not too sure of while, while you're doing your normal thing, that's an added bonus. You don't have to go look for it. Right. You, know? you don't have to and sorry, right get it out of your, your pocket or detach it from a bag. Exactly. Or, 
So mm-hmm. that's that's what I would recommend to anyone who's uh, any person who ha- who's blind or visually impaired that to have it readily available. Actually, to anybody, honestly, if you're you're somewhere that's going to be sketchy mm-hmm. or you, you're kind of concerned, I'd have recommend having it in your hand. They have different ones that are different colors, like for pepper spray. Um, you know, um, having a keychain I think is great because I I recommend it too. A, a little carabiner, you can buy those really totally cheap. Hook them up to mm-hmm. your bag, couple them to your 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 uh your belt loop if you have one um and you know have your whistle on there have your mace on there have your uh coupon coupon it's like um pretty much a palm stick you know it's no, uh, okay. usually wooden but uh they have a keychain style as well but when you keychain you, you stab someone with it or hit them in pressure points but it's gonna be kind of hard to find pressure points i don't care who you are right um but yeah, something like that's good. It's a little small blunt object to have, maybe a small flashlight. So maybe as you like little safety keychains. I saw a friend of mine, she had everything on her keychain. <laughs> I saw her the other day. She said she's got mud a couple of years ago. So she said, well, get her again. Like, okay, got you. I mean, right. she had, like, she had, she had, I think the cat ears on there. She had mace. You know, I think she had a kitchen sink on there. I mean, it was just <laughs> all types of stuff on there. Like she was not playing. Um, so having things really available. Me, I like to hide things. <laughs> so if you have clothing with pockets, so I have a I have a jacket. It has like thirty two pockets in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can hide a. You can actually uh, put a pistol in there and, and have not have it profile, so you don't you, know, you don't know you have it. I can put clothing in there, so I can use it as a suitcase pretty much and travel. Right. Uh, right. So many pockets in there, um, but having you know different things in different pockets, you know, if you're that, that type of person, it's it's perfectly fine. Um, like I said, everything is not a weapon necessarily. Uh, I had an instructor tell me years ago that he travels uh, on the plane and he carries a baseball and like a scarf. Hmm. So we can do is take the baseball, put it, you know, uh, in the center of the scarf, tie a knot in it. Now you have a mace. Right. Old school mace. You turn it, start swinging that sucker around, pop people in the face, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, strike one, two, and three. Right. Um, <laughs> you know, um, having, Maybe an uh, a pair of socks in your in your bag and some old and some coins. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe a roll of quarters. Uh, take a roll of quarters, drop it in the sock. Make uh, make a knot at the very um, the very bottom of the sock. You also have a mace. Right. Um, also, roll put the quarters in your hands. It serves almost like um, almost like brass knuckles, except for it's reinforcing your fit your 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 um, your fist. Mm-hmm. Still legal. Right. <laughs> You know, uh, little things you could possibly use um, for your own, you know, protection, and that's what I recommend. That's like if you're in a hostage situation. That's what I look at as like a hostage situation. You know, right. say you're not to go over the plane or the bus, you know, or try to barge into the toilet while you're in there. You know, you got to defend yourself. <laughs> right. Um, so yeah, something like that. But there's all types of things you can do. But it's the mentality you have to train with it. Uh, you have to be ready to use it, uh, you, and you you can't be scared to do it. Yeah. That's um, and I think that's where training really comes in is improving your, you know, giving you that muscle memory to to know how to use it when you, you know, so you don't have to think about it. Um, right. So when you're in a certain situation that you you need it, then it's comfortable and it's second nature, and it's not something you have to think about or worry about. Yeah, no, it's true. I agree with that. We had a um, gosh, I guess this was. Last year, we had a situation uh, here, not too far from me, where, um, and this is a like an outlet mall I go to, uh, 
not frequently, but, you know, on a regular basis. And um, a woman was attacked in one of the public restrooms. And it's a it's an open air outdoor mall. Um, you know, they have just alcoves of areas where you can go in, you know, probably a little hallway uh, where they have public restrooms that are accessible from the outside. And somebody was somebody was in there waiting and she went in to use the bathroom and he he locked the door and attacked her. And it's not something you think about happening on a regular basis, but that kind of stuff does happen. And, uh, you know, I don't know if this was, you know, he was hoping to go after this particular person or if, you know, it was just a he thought he would, you know, go after anybody that came in the bathroom. But, um, you know, it did happen. So it's just something to think about. And, you know, of course, if you let yourself, you can you can um, make the world a very scary place. So I don't, you know, recommend dwelling on it, but being aware of things like that when you are out in public, being aware of, you know, getting away from the crowd if you're in a public place and hiding places that people could be in. It's just something to keep in mind. Yeah, I was teaching a women's self-defense class a couple of months ago, and one of the students, she, I was talking about, you know, sometimes people think you're paranoid if you do, you're always concerned about or worried about stuff, and it's more being concerned than being paranoid. You know, you're always concerned about something happening, but you're not, not to the point where it manifests itself into you being paranoid, you know, about everything you do. Just like, you know, you, you, know, you walk, walk out the house, to I lock my door? That's a concern. Right. Not paranoid, but that's just normal. Be- make it normal behavior. Um, and I think that's really important. So we had a situation here where I live, where a supermarket down about a mile from my house, a lady had gotten raped uh, in the restroom of the supermarket. Uh, and some guys have caught them. Actually, one guy that was there, who's another martial art instructor I know who's local, he was telling me about it after we had a conversation. He's like, yeah, I was there. And, you know, uh, he guy ran out. We grabbed him, you know, and uh, chased him, whatever. And then in New York, uh, uh, about a month ago, a girl was uh, actually sexually assaulted on the subway train while people watched. Mm. You know, and people, some people record it. I, I don't get that. I, you know, I, I really heard don't about get that. that, and I was you know? very livid. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't make sense to me. Being from New York, that's like you know we're a little better than that. Um. But then no one stopped, stepped in. That's it's crazy, and especially on a subway train. There are people on it, and they didn't do anything. You know, wow. they should be held responsible for that for the actions too. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you never know. Sometimes it's a uh, it's a target. You're a target of opportunity. Uh, a lot of times it's people you actually know. Yes. Um, and that's what the big thing is. But to first find someone that you know, willing to waylay you, you know, in a bathroom, you know. Uh, sometimes people, they, they kind of stalk you, you know, see where you go. I'm not sure if you followed her in there or, you know, or maybe was in there when she got there. Who knows? Um, this is what you were talking about. It's, it's just crazy. Yeah. But you can, you can you need to be concerned about those things. If you go to the ghost, if you're, if you're not by yourself, you're not, you know, if you try to travel with people, we talked about that before, travel with somebody. Yep. You no, know, it's safety in numbers all the time, all the time. Absolutely. Well, guys, this has been a really great discussion and, you know, a lot to think about for everybody, I think. Um, Megan, do you have any thoughts, final thoughts or comments? Not really. Just do your research and 
stay safe out there. That's really all I've got. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Knowing the laws in your area is, is a great idea. Um, that's mm. if you ever, you know, and hopefully it never comes to needing to use any of these devices, whether it's a weapon or uh, a non-weapon, even I know even in some places, um, rape alarms are um, considered illegal devices. So um, know the laws in your state or know the laws in places that you might be traveling to and keep those in mind. George, any final thoughts from you? Uh, yeah, I'd say uh, anybody's interested, um, the SEED program is, uh, is is getting more steam. And so we have some stuff coming up. Uh, hopefully next next year we have um, more courses available in different areas. So those who are listening, if they're interested, um, you know, Strive for You is the name of the organization. And it's uh, the SEED program, which is the self-defense aspect of it. So uh, we can probably put something on the uh, bio about that if you're interested in some of our programs or becoming an uh, instructor or see if there's classes available. Um, that's something that's a, a good way to start off with develop that confidence and learning some basic uh, concepts and theories and also techniques on how to defend yourself. We will definitely uh, include a link to that site in the show notes, and hopefully um, everyone will be able to find some information uh, on upcoming events for SEED. And um, you know, we will we will definitely uh, see about having uh, this director from SEED back on the show, and she can give us a update on where things are at uh, in that program sometime soon. So yeah, oh, go ahead. No, I was thinking also if anyone has any ideas for shows. Come up on the horn. Let us know. You know um, <laughs> Absolutely. I, uh, yeah, because it'd be great to hear, you know, one, that we know that people are actually listening. Uh, and and uh, two, that, you know, people want more content and we want to provide, provide you with content that is relevant to something that you're interested in. Definitely. Uh, we've we've had some of our best shows have been from listener feedback. And so we always welcome that opportunity to um, bring new topics in because we can't think of everything. We can try. But, we do try. <laughs> we try we our best, try. but we don't think of everything. So we've we've <laughs> had some uh, we've had some good shows come from from listener feedback, and we very appreciate much appreciate that. So you can contact us at feedback at handsonsafety.net. You can reach out to us on social media on Facebook. Our page is Hands On Safety Podcast. And on Twitter, we are at hands underscore safety. So please look us up on any of those channels. Uh, you can also find our website is handsonsafety.net. Um, we'll have links to the shows and links to um, how to contact us there as well. And um, we look forward to hearing from y'all. We are going to take the next month off for the holidays. So this show will be coming up um the show will be airing in december and then um our next show will be in february so um hope to hear from listeners between february? now and then oh yeah okay never mind yep <laughs> so we won't have a show that comes out the beginning of january we look forward to bringing y'all more content in the new year so happy holidays happy everyone. holidays <laughs> merry christmas merry happy christmas. hanukkah Happy uh, Festivus. Happy New Year. Happy Hanukkah. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. Definitely. Yeah, It'll be past by the time you really say it. Well, this is true. <laughs> yeah, you, you guys, it's Thanksgiving. What are you talking about, Willis? Uh, yeah. We already had you ours. <laughs>
<laughs> but were you thankful though? Really? Really? Yes. <laughs> Very. Okay. Oh, so As always. There you go. I am always thankful for good food and, and family and friends. And I will be one of those people doing a lot of traveling this holiday season. Yeah. Well, good. I'm looking forward to it. For which I am continuously envious. <laughs> <laughs> be jealous, mortal. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everyone. We Take care and stay safe. Time. All right, everybody. Bye. Goodbye. Bye.